0: morning, great to see you. Uh, Triple Dog Dare, great scene there from a great movie, and uh, I know we have some uh, Christmas Story fans here. There was uh, one family who very kindly gave me a cool gift last week of a Triple Dog Dare T-shirt. Uh, I have put a picture of it up here on the screen. Um, I, uh, I I had it out to wear this morning. I was going to wear it with pride for the series, but someone in my family has spilled something on it. It's got a little stain, so it may show up in second service, but uh, thank thank you very much for the uh, people who are invested in this series and it literally looks like that was made for our series so maybe we'll uh, get them printed for next week and everyone gets one so uh it, it is kind of bizarre because I know many of you are familiar with the movie, Toy, St- uh, Toy Story, Christmas Story. You're familiar with Toy Story as well, Christmas Story, and um, familiar with the idea of this triple dog dare. And, and one would think that would be a negative context for a sermon series, because normally when something starts with, I dare you to, it normally ends with something bad, doesn't it? I mean, someone ends up doing something stupid. I mean, think about it. Maybe it's something like, I dare you to walk up to that guard outside Buckethead. and see if you can make him laugh. I mean, stupid idea, okay? Stay away from them. They have guns. They're standing there guarding the king. So um, uh, maybe you've heard a story of something that starts out with, I dare you to climb over the fence and get as close as you can to the tiger enclosure. I'm not making this stuff up. I've read news stories about stupid people who have done things like this, and it's turned out very badly. I dare you to jump off of the pier and into the ocean. Who would do something like that? <laughs> I mean, you'd have to be a real idiot to respond to a dare like that, uh, like this guy here. Um, it was a few years ago, and the way I remember it was there was a drowning child I was jumping in to rescue. I think that's how the the story went. Uh, there was no dare involved, it was just me and my son and me thinking I was more athletic than I actually was, and the water was shallower than it actually was. So uh, normally, when a sentence starts with, I dare you too, things can go bad. But in this particular series, we've been talking about, I dare you too. In fact, we've been triple dog daring you too. And I honestly believe that if you'll respond to the dares we've been talking about over these last few weeks and this one this morning, you will see an improvement in your life. You'll see things get better. You'll see your relationship with God grow stronger. You will see him at work more in your life. And that's been the whole idea behind this series, I Triple Dog Dare You. Because we've been looking at the mission that Jesus himself put in place 2,000 years ago. The mission that, that he basically called the church. It was his plan to continue on, his story, his legacy, his mission. And the plan has worked well because we are sat here this morning as part of the church. There are millions of people gathered around the world on a regular basis, worshipping Jesus, learning more about Jesus, discovering Jesus, who are part of the church. The mission has continued on. And the reason it is, the reason it's continued on so well is because many have seen the mission of the church as more than just a building that they show up at for an hour on a Sunday. They've kind of grasped that idea that we are the church. And in grasping that, they've made that conscious decision to move from consumer to contributor. From consumer to contributor. And that's what we've been talking about over these last few weeks here at Connect. Because it can be very easy to fall into the, uh, the trap, I would say, of, of just attending and being a part of a church as a consumer. Just showing up. I'm here for an hour. I've checked the box. I'm done for the week. I'll be back next Sunday. You know, and, uh, and while that's wonderful to have you here, and we love having you here as part of Connect, I think you may be missing some of what God wants to do in your life if that's all of your experience is here at church. So we've been talking about these ways that we can move from consumer to contributor, become more involved as part of the the church family. And I understand that that can feel or that can seem to be a little self-serving for us as a church. It can can kind of come across as, well, this will work better for us. If we can get you more involved, you know, it, it helps us out. And while that is true, the reality is, I think you will experience the change in your life. If you're willing to step from those kind of outer uh, peripheral there and step more into the center, step more into being a part of, uh, of Connect, step more into being a, a, cons- a contributor as opposed to just a consumer, I think you'll start to see God do some new things in your life. You'll start to see your relationship with him grow stronger. Sometimes one of the greatest ways to see God at work in our lives is when we step out and allow him to work through us, do things through us. And that sometimes that can only happen when we make that decision to contribute rather than just consume. So we've talked over the last couple of weeks, if you haven't been here, about some of the ways that we can do that. Some of the ways that we as a church family can, can step in and, and do more in the way of contributing than just consuming. One of those ideas we had the first week was telling others. Telling others, when we, when we understand what Jesus has done in our lives... This is something we should wanna talk to our friends and our neighbors about. This is something we should wanna be be comfortable sharing with our friends because he's made such a difference in our life and there are so many who have yet to discover that Jesus loves them too. Jesus has a plan for their lives. And one of the ways we we show that we're kinda more invested as a church family is that we wanna share with others. We triple dog dared you to share Jesus with your friends and your family and your community. Last week, we talked about generosity. The fact that Jesus has blessed us with so much. We are all so blessed in our lives. What an awesome opportunity we have to show gratitude to Him for all that He's done for us than by giving back to Him. By saying, God, you've given me so much. I want to I give back. I want to be generous in my lifestyle. I want to follow the teaching of Jesus that shows up so many times throughout the Gospels, throughout Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where he would talk about storing up treasure in heaven, making investments that would make an eternal difference and not just a temporal difference. People who understand that true fulfillment isn't found in getting more, but in giving more. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with getting, there's nothing wrong with having. God has blessed some of us in many ways and there's nothing wrong with that. But I tell you what, when you're able to give, when you're able to use what God's given you to to bless others, it makes such a difference. It'll make a difference in your heart. It makes a difference in the lives of others. I believe it can make an eternal difference when we choose to give over getting. Last week, we actually talked about that very subject of generosity, and we we gave you a test. At the end of the service, we decided we were going to support a wonderful organization called Camp Hope that begins tonight. Tonight, over 100 kids uh, who have all been affected in some way by cancer. Either they themselves have it or a sibling has it. So because of this medical condition, they can't go to a regular camp. So this incredible organization, Camp Hope, they put on this week-long camp, and they have all sorts of extra uh, things there with medical help and uh, volunteers to help kids who are in this condition. They're going to have a fantastic week at this camp all this week just down south of Bloomington. And they came to us, and they said, would you help cover some of the food budget? The fruit alone is going to cost us $3,500. So last week we came to you as a church and said, you know, if you would help out, maybe you would put a little gift towards the fruit. Our goal was to raise $3,500. It's a lot of fruit, but we said, yeah, we want to take on that goal to try and raise $3,500. Sadly, we missed that goal. Uh, Instead, we raised $5,600 last week. So... (laughs) So I share a message on behalf of the leadership at Camp Hope who were just blown away this week when we were able to present them with that check. They said, thank you so much. They have so many wonderful things they plan on doing this week and and having the resources to be able to do it. These kids don't pay anything to come to these camps. There's actually one family, a member of Connect Church. Their son uh, has been uh, battling with some uh, cancer, a brain tumor over the last few years. Him and his sister are attending this camp. And I got a message from their mum this week saying, we were watching online last week and we heard that you were supporting it And we were so excited because uh, Reed and his sister will be at this camp this week. So thank you so much, any of you that gave anything to that offering. It really will make a huge difference in the life of those kids. So telling others, generosity, this week we're going to close out the series with one more idea of how you, as a part of Connect Church, can, can move from being just simply a consumer to a contributor. And that is by making the decision to connect. Connect. I mean, it's, it's on the sign above the door. So we have to talk about it every now and again, okay? It's pretty important to us here at Connect Church. We want to provide opportunities for you to connect. For some of you, that starts on a Sunday morning. Your journey to connect started right here, sat in this room. The invitation of a friend or a family member, maybe you drove by and saw the sign, whatever it was that brought you here, you came and you came again, and now you have connected with us. But there are more ways to connect. There are more ways to go deeper in your connection as part of our Connect Church family, and I think in your relationship with God as you connect more. One of those is through the groups that we offer here at Connect. There are many groups that run throughout the year. Uh, We have small groups that meet outside of a Sunday morning in the fall and the spring. We have a semester, like an eight-week-long period of small group gatherings on Wednesday night where people come, and we we have the opportunity to eat together if you want, and then we break up into groups, and it's just a fantastic way of learning more and growing and getting to know some more people here at Connect. You're going to hear an announcement at the end of service today about If Tables. This is something that we offer for the ladies here at Connect. They're going to be coming up again here soon. Another way to connect. Groups are a wonderful way to connect. But they're only one of the ways that you can get more connected here at Connect. The other is through serving. The other is through serving. You know, Jesus was the ultimate example of what it looks like to serve. Paul talks about Jesus when he writes a letter to a church in a city called Philippi. And he just captures the the essence of the truth of the power of, of what it meant for Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh, to come and live amongst us. He described it this way in Philippians 2, verses 6 and 7. Jesus, who being in the very nature God, Did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus was God in the flesh. If there was ever someone who deserved to be served instead of serve others, it was Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And yet he chose to take on the nature of a servant and to come as a man. And not just that, not only did he step out of heaven to come and live amongst us, he lived a lifestyle just um, exemplifying a heart of wanting to serve others. He modeled service to others. You may remember probably the most famous example of this that took place uh, one day when he and his disciples went to somebody's house for a meal. In this culture, in this place, it was traditional. I mean, it was a messy, dirty place. You walked around in open-toed saddles on dusty, you know, dirty roads. Animals were all over the place. You know, I mean, this wasn't a very clean place. And, and then when you came to someone's house to eat, you didn't sit up at a dining room table with a knife and fork. You kind of laid around on, on pillows and you would kind of eat together. So as you're laying there, people's feet, a knee, a face as you're eating, it's, it's just not a pleasant experience, okay? So traditionally, when you arrived at somebody's home, there would be a servant whose job it was. Uh, there would be a bowl of water a towel by the door. And this servant's job was to wash the feet of the guests as they entered the room. So one day, Jesus and his disciples, they arrive at somebody's house for a meal and listen to what happened. Jesus knew, John 13, verses three through five, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, he took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. You know, you all know this because I tell it on a regular basis. I have a fantastic wife, Casey. She's sat right here on the front row. She loves it when I tell stories that involve her. Yeah. Um, She sat here this morning. We have three wonderful kids, beautiful kids, amazing kids. But these kids, sometimes they'll get home, you know, they'll take their shoes off. And I'm sure this never happens in your home. I'm sure you've got a place where the shoes go. And every time your kids take the shoes off, they put them right on that shelf, right in that cupboard. Sometimes our kids don't do that. And uh, things will kind of build up over the week, you know, and they'll get to the point where, where Casey's kind of walking into the house and there's just like shoes, shoes, shoes. And she's like, guys, come on. These shoes have a place they need to go. You need to pick up your shoes, put them away. It's not just the frustration that they haven't been picked up or that there was the expectation that someone else would pick them up. She'll say to them, you know, this week, some of you have had to step over those shoes to get into the house. How did you not think I should grab these and move them? And I'm sitting there going, she's right. Guys, come on. She goes, Dave, you stepped over those shoes, (laughs) but they're not my shoes. I picture the scene of Jesus and his disciples arriving at this house. I wonder who the first disciple was who walked into the room and noticed the bowl of water and the towel and no servant. And thought, uh-oh, normally there's someone here to wash my feet. And I wonder if they kind of went through this quick mental conversation of, well, I could sit down and wash my own feet, but what if someone gets the wrong idea? And then they think I'm the person washing the feet, and then they step up I'll just step over. <laughs> I'm sure someone else will figure this out. And then the next disciple comes along, and they, I'll, I'll step over this. I'm sure someone else has got this. And one by one by one, all the disciples stepped over the opportunity to serve, all assuming that someone else would take care of it. And that someone else, it turns out, after the meal was Jesus the one who was the leader, the teacher, the rabbi, the one in the room who was most worthy of being served, he got up and he started to wash the disciples' feet. He started to serve the others. Now, this is amazing because this is a culture where religious leaders would have lauded themselves over others. They would, they would expect to be served, It would never cross their minds that they would be the ones to serve others. They would never stoop so low as to to get down on their hands and knees and wash someone else's feet. That was the job of servants. But imagine how that act must have burned into the minds of the disciples as they sat there looking down at their master, their leader, at their feet, serving them what kind of an impact would that have made on them about what it looks like to serve others? I hope it has the same impact and effect on us this morning, that wherever we find ourselves, whatever station of life we find ourselves, if we are a follower of Jesus, if he is in our hearts, if he is guiding our lives, then then every one of us should never consider ourselves being above being able to serve others when the opportunity presents itself. So much so, that as regular attenders here at Connect, if you've been triple dog dead to thinking, I want to move from consumer to contributor, then maybe you've come to that place of thinking, well, where could I serve here at Connect? And the danger is, I think, that you may have been coming for a while and you've never actually asked that question because you've become the victim of what's known as the bystander effect The bystander effect. I'll explain that to you. If you're out driving one day and you're in the middle of nowhere, it's a country road, there's not a car around for miles and you approach a car, you see up ahead, it's on the side of the road, the hood's up, there's someone in front of the car, they're just kind of looking exasperated, you know, they've obviously got some kind of mechanical problem. Odds are, you're gonna pull over and just say, hey, is everything okay? You need any help? Can I call someone? Because they are in the middle of nowhere. They clearly need some help. Now, imagine if you were driving, let's say, just out here, Washington Road, right out front here. Hundreds of cars go backwards and forwards all the time. And you drive past that same car by the side of the road, hood up, same person. There's a strong chance that you're going to drive by thinking, I'm sure someone stops to help him. (laughs) There's loads of people driving by. Someone must have already stopped to help him. This is a psychological effect. People have studied this, and they, they call it the bystander effect. I remember early on when we first started Connect, we were just this, this small group of people meeting in a middle school. And I think as people arrived, it was very clear, wow, we need some help. <laughs> There's a lot needs doing around here. There's only a small group of people. I, I want to find out how I can help. But as we've grown, as we've grown, as we've grown, and now we're in a building of our own, there is a danger that that you may arrive on a Sunday morning and look around and think, well, they've obviously got things covered here. (laughs) There's a lot of people. Everyone must be doing something. That's the bystander effect. The truth is, this morning, there are some areas within Connect that could use some extra volunteers. But even if we did have enough people serving in every area of the church, I would still teach this message. Because like I said at the beginning, we're not doing this for us, we're doing it for you. Because I believe when you take that step and say, I want to serve, I want to be involved, I want to find out where God can use me, your life will change. You'll see him do things in your life. You'll see him use the gifts he's given you to serve others. Peter talks about this in his letter, 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Every one of us has been given a gift. And that's what I love so much about being a part of Connect, that there are so many wonderful opportunities to serve. From standing at the door and smiling and waving, to looking after babies and kids, to singing and playing music, to running the technology. So every single person, because we're all different, but each one of us has a gift. And there's a way that every single one of us, in one way or another, could use that gift to serve others. And as you move from consumer to contributor, and you look for a way to connect through serving Not only will it change you, which in and of itself would be a great reason to step into serving. If God could do some things in your life that he's never done before because you've never stepped out to be used by him, that would be great. But here's the thing I wanna tell you this morning. It's not gonna just change your life. I believe it could have an internal impact on the life of someone else. I believe as we respond to this dare, to serve, to connect, to look for ways to to be a part of our church family, it could have an eternal impact. And I'll explain why. Some of you are probably wondering what this is doing up here, why I haven't sat in it yet. This is an empty chair. This empty chair had your name on it. We had several of them. We had empty chairs here in the building. And, and before you started coming to connect, there was an empty chair in this room that had your name on it. We were expecting you. We'd been praying and hoping that you would find your way to connect and ultimately find your way into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe for you, the idea of even attending a church was the furthest thing from your mind. Perhaps you grew up in a family that didn't attend church, church just wasn't on your radar, the idea of Jesus or spiritual things, never a part of your life at all. And then something happened. Something happened, maybe you're young, older, whatever it was, but something happened. Maybe somebody invited you to come to connect. Maybe another person said, hey, you should come join us at this church we go to called cool Connect. And, and finally you said, all right, I'll go. You remember pulling into the parking lot that morning, thinking it's not too late. I could turn around now and still get out of here. But you didn't. You got out, and there was a little apprehension. You had no idea what to expect. You didn't grow up going to church. You didn't know if you were wearing the right outfit. Am I too dressed up? Am I not dressed up enough? You know, this is is kind of a scary thing. And you walked in, and you were a little bit surprised. It didn't look like what you thought it would look like. There was someone really nice at the door, greeted you, made you feel welcome. You saw a coffee bar. You went over, and somebody really nice made you a fantastic cup of coffee maybe one of those smoothies that we make with all the whipped cream. I mean, it's just basically a dessert in a cup. It's fantastic. <laughs> You're like, I like this. Your kids liked it. I know that. <laughs> you came in here and you were kind of surprised. It's like, wow, I wasn't expecting a lot of this. The band played. There was some singing. You liked it. People were, looked like you. They were kind of dressed like you. You looked across the lobby and you saw someone you knew and you thought, wow, I'm surprised to see them here. Unbeknownst to you, they were looking at you thinking, wow, I'm surprised, easy. (laughs) But you felt welcomed. And then you noticed as the, the musicians were singing, people around you were singing. Someone over here had a question. They had their hand up, but no one was responding, so you weren't sure what that was about. Someone else had two questions. No one was listening to answering their questions either, but you thought, that's okay. I'm sure someone will talk to them at the end. And the guy at the front stood up and speak, and you're like, here we go. I'm not gonna understand a word this guy's talking about. (laughs) And it turns out, the way he speaks, it was hard to understand anything he was saying, but some of it made sense. And as he, or whoever it was, was speaking that morning about the Bible and what we can learn from it and how we can apply that truth into our lives, you left that day thinking, you know what? I didn't hate that. (laughs) That wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And that's because we'd been expecting you. We had a chair for you. Lots and lots of people. Many had arrived very early that morning to get the place ready for you. So you came again, and you brought your spouse. And then you made the mistake of bringing your kids. And they came back after and said, Mom, Dad, we loved it. It was such fun. We've got to come back every week. And you're like, I've got to come back now. Because your kids got one of those drinks with whipped cream and they got some great volunteers and Connect Kids. Because we got kids, we got chairs back there for them as well and rugs just for them because we were expecting them. And before you know it, you started to become a regular attender here at Connect. You continue to come and, and suddenly you start to realize that some of the messages you're hearing seem to be aimed right at you. You're actually wondering if someone was feeding that guy up the front information about your life. Because it just felt like a lot of what he was saying applied to situations that you're in. And then you realize that maybe God is speaking to me. Maybe God does truly love me as an individual. Maybe God has a plan for my life, and he's speaking to me. And then you respond and say, God, I do believe that you love me, that you're speaking to me. God, I'm looking around at some people here who have made a decision to give their lives over to you. And, and I see something different in their lives. I want to experience that myself. And you got baptized. And now you've been coming on a regular basis. You're now uh, a member here at Connect Church. That was your experience that brought you to sit in this chair. Now, others of you, your story might be different. We still had a chair for you, but, but you did grow up in church. Maybe you're new to the area and you were looking for a new church to attend. Uh, maybe as a family, you'd been going to a church in Peoria or somebody somewhere miles away like that. You know, and it was like a, the other side of the river. It's just so far to have to go on a Sunday. And you thought we should try somewhere more local. And, and for whatever reason, you arrived at Connect Church. You had some church experience. You understood what was going on. When we sang the songs, you thought, "I recognize that song. I know that song." You knew why the hands were raised. When the worship leader sits, sang and at the end said, and all God's people said, you knew the answer. You knew the answer was amen. The other group were like, go Cubs. I don't know, what did all the people say? We, we don't know what all the people said, but you knew because you've been to church before. You were already a follower of Jesus, but, but again, you and your family, you've, you've enjoyed coming along here. It's a little bit different than what you're used to. But there are some things that you like about this, and, and you're seeing God at work as well. You're seeing God speak to you. You're seeing God speak to your kids as they connect with other kids that they go to school with. And you liked it, and you and your family decided to make this your home church. You too have become regular attenders. We had a chair just for you. And I keep saying we, because it truly is we. There are dozens and dozens of people who... In serving at Connect, are not only getting to experience God at work in their lives, but in doing something that's getting this chair ready for you on a Sunday morning, are helping to, to pave the way for God to do something eternal in your life, to change your life forever. Because right now, there are some folks who still haven't yet found their way to Connect. There might be a spouse here this morning that's praying for her husband, or the spouse that's praying for his wife, that, that they would join them here on a Sunday morning. It could be that you've bought some, some friends. Maybe the kids had a sleepover the night before, and you said, Hey, we're all going to church, so you'll come to church as well. And your kids' friends, they came to church, and they had a great time at Connect Kids. And now they've gone home, and they're talking to their mums and dads, saying, Hey, mom, dad, we went to church with our friends' parents. It was really fun. Can we go back there as a family? On Sunday nights, Luke, our youth pastor, does a fantastic job. There are dozens and dozens of teenagers out here through the summer having a great time. Many of them don't come from families that attend church on a regular basis. And some of them are going home saying, hey, mom, dad, all my friends at connect youth, they also go on a Sunday. I'd love to go on a Sunday with them as well. Mom, dad, can we go to church on a Sunday morning? And I hope they say yes, because we've got a chair for them. We're expecting them. So knowing this, I have one simple request for all of you who are here now. Would you provide for others what others provided for you? Would you be willing to provide for others what others provided for you? Some of you are here this morning, Because people stepped up and said, I want to serve here at Connect. I want to find where I can be involved here at Connect. I want to find where I can use the gifts that God's given me in the best possible way. Because not only will I myself experience more of God in my life, and that'll be fantastic. But I'm actually helping. I'm part of a huge team that makes a difference, that creates the space, that that gets the chair ready. For that person who comes for the very first time. And it might be that the, the cup of coffee I served them, the song that I got to lead, the kids that I got to hold, and, and they were really kind of anxious when they first arrived, but when they, they settled in and they just knew that we were volunteers who loved them and loved Jesus and wanted to tell them that Jesus loves them so much, so much so that they wanted to come again and again. Whatever role you've played, if you're already a part, of Team Connect, our our group who serves on a regular basis, you helped prepare that chair. So this morning, I'm going to triple-dog dare you. I'm going to triple-dog dare you and say, what's stopping you from finding out where you could get connected, where you could serve? And listen, I want to tell you, there are so many different opportunities, from a small commitment to a large commitment, from a holding babies all the way through to making coffee. There's something for everyone. So I'm going to get real practical here at the end because I want everyone to respond this morning. So we've created a, uh, a link on our website. It's called connectwashington.org forward slash dare appropriately. We should have put triple dog dare, but that's way too much to type. So we'll just go with dare for now. There's a QR code that you can scan with your phones. And I want to challenge you this morning because you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I, I might do that. No, let's, let's do it right now. Come on, get your phones out. But here's the thing I want to promise you, okay? If you do, on this page, there are some opportunities to click some buttons, and then it can say, I'm interested. There's another button that says, I'm ready. Plug me in. There's a, there's a button, though, that says, I'm interested. So even if it's just this morning to say, I'm interested. I'm interested in learning more about the team that made the coffee. I'm interested in learning more about the kids area and what that involves. Someone this week will email you, they'll get in touch with you, they'll say, hey, let me tell you more about Connect Kids. Let me tell you more about Connect Youth. I saw that you said you were interested in learning more about the youth program. Let me tell you what some of our youth leaders do right now. If you don't have a, uh, a cell phone that is easy, there's a um, iPad on the welcome desk. You can go out there and you can fill out the same form out there. But I wanna triple dog dare you this morning to look for a place that you may be able to serve, because you don't know where it might lead. We have our director of our kids' programs, a girl by the name of Josie. We love Josie, she's fantastic. She does a great job overseeing Connect Kids. And we planted Connect 10 years ago, and Josie and her family um, uh, were, I think they were there from the beginning. I know this, I remember Josie getting baptized She was just in high school at the time she was the quietest girl and she volunteered at one point to help out with connect kids and at the time whitney was in charge of the whole connect kids area and i remember whitney telling me the story that she'd had this conversation with josie and said josie i want you to lead the whole group this sunday she said josie was terrified but she said whitney josie i think you can do it i see in you something that i think and Josie stepped up and she said, all right, I'll give it a try. And she was great. She did a great job. She loved it. Josie was pursuing a degree at the time at ICC, and uh, she felt like God was, was speaking to her. And she approached us and said, is there anything like an internship or a residency? I'd love to learn more about ministry. And for a year, while still at college, Josie came and she worked with us in Connect Kids. She grew and grew and grew. At the end of the residency, um, Whitney moved into a new role and we had a position for a full-time Connect Kids pastor and we offered it to Josie. Josie's now continuing her education, but now with a Bible school to get a Bible degree because she believes this is where God has called her. It's a fantastic story. Now, some of you are like unchecking that box right now (laughs) because you're like, no, wait, I don't wanna be a pastor. I just wanna serve coffee, okay? Not everyone's story goes that way. But for Josie, her life will be forever changed and she can go all the way back and track it to the time when someone said, hey, would you consider serving in Connect Kids? You have no idea where this will take you. But I promise you, because I know God and I know what he's done in my life and I know what he wants to do in your life. It'll be fantastic. Wherever it takes you, in your relationship with him, in your own spiritual journey, it will be fantastic. You know, in Connect Kids, we also uh, have Ashley Mahoney. She's part-time in Connect Kids. She oversees all of our preschool department. Does a fantastic job. Sadly, she is stepping down from that role. She's still gonna be very involved in uh, Connect Kids, but she is stepping down from that role as our part-time preschool director. So there's another opportunity here this morning. Maybe for you, it's not volunteering. Maybe for you, it's saying, I'd like to know more about what it would mean to be on staff at Connect. We have that position opening up. So if you'd like to learn more about that, please stop by the welcome desk on the way out. Let us know, we'd love to talk to you about it, tell you more about that position. But for every single one of us here, I'm gonna go back to that verse that Peter said in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I think the original translation says, it said, Peter said, I triple dog dare you <laughs> to use them well to serve one another. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We thank you, Lord, that we're learning together as a church family that church isn't a building that we go to on Sundays. We are the church. And that means so much more than just showing up for an hour on a Sunday. There's so much more to be in the church. And while For me to talk about this, it can sound self-serving that I want to get more from the people. The reality is, and I know this in my own life, the more connected I've got, Lord, the more I've stepped into uh, what it's like to be a fully-fledged member of a church, to be fully involved in the ministries within that church, Lord, the more I've seen you at work in my life, the more I've seen my relationship with you grow. And when it comes to serving God, I I am blown away because I I don't think this side of eternity I'm going to fully comprehend the eternal impact that you've had just through the the opportunities I've had over the course of my life to serve. Many of us here this morning who simply think, well, all I did was stood at the door and said good morning. But for some, it was that welcome, smiling face that just took away their fear, allowed them to come in for the very first time to a church that they'd never been to, and relax and enjoy the service and experience God at work in their lives because someone made them feel welcome. Eternal impact. So Lord, help us to find our place. I pray that everyone this morning, Lord, wouldn't just um, think, okay, maybe I'll check that out later. Maybe, I pray, Lord, that everyone will say, yeah, I'm gonna find somewhere. I'm gonna find my place, what I could be doing to help prepare that chair for the next person to come. We pray this in Jesus' name.